Today on Sagittarian Matters, they, them pronouns, grease baths, vibrator death, sex advice, and more. With my guest, Archie Bongiovanni. Stay tuned. Archie Bongiovanni is a queer cartoonist and sex educator living in Minneapolis. They publish monthly comics on autostraddle.com, they've drawn comics for the nib, and they're the author of A Quick and Easy Guide to They-Them Pronouns. Archie's upcoming Grease Bats collection is available for pre-order right now through Powell's.com. I caught up with Archie in the Sagittarian Matters mobile studio before our reading this month in Los Angeles at the new Queer Space, A Love Bazaar. Now please enjoy my talk with... Archie Bongiovanni. Archie Bongiovanni. Welcome to Sagittarian Matters. Hi. We should talk about where we're recording from. Okay. okay. Um, a car. <laughs> we're in the Sagittarian Matters mobile studio. Oh. Parked in a parking garage. How many um, interviews have you done in this car? Several. Really? Possi- oh. Possibly ten. Wow. Okay. Wow. It's legit. <laughs> it's like a legit studio. <laughs> this is legit. We have producer Ponyo in the back. Yeah. We're wearing the cans, yeah. doing the levels. Yeah, it's a little pink. Yeah, in okay. a cute way. Oh my gosh! I, so I told people this week on the podcast that I dye producer Ponyo pink. I saw a friend to the show, Katie Davidson, who asked me if that was dog abuse. No, no more than just get how. Anytime you give a dog a bath, is dog abuse? Right. Which you know, I mean, the dog, the dog didn't know. Except for then, you know, people were looking at me with scorn, being like, oh, "What did you do? No. What did you do to the dog? The dog looks like a Teletubby." Yeah. And then I thought that that was cute, but so I just I got a little self conscious, so I washed sure. some of it out. A lot of stares, a lot of looks, a lot of looks. feeling a little judged. But I just always wanted mm-hmm. to have a pink dog. I just like, you know, like when people have like a poodle with white human hair. Right. Well, and then it's temporary. It, it's just a real fun color. Right? And yeah. it's like pet safe. It's pet safe. Yeah. It's temporary. I w- it's not like a PETA commercial with the rabbit with the eyes that are all dripping because you sprayed hairspray in it. Right. It's not that. Yes. No. No. It's like, and it's very, a very muted pink right now. I think it looks great. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you very much. It's kind of like a millennial pink right now. Yes. I don't know if you'll call Ponyo a millennial. Ponyo's only seven, so I don't know what generation that is. I don't know. It's not answering. Ponyo, we'll say, I'll tell you later. Yeah. Who are you? All right. Well, I am Archie Bondravani. I'm a cartoonist and illustrator and sex educator in uh, based in Minneapolis. Um, Currently visiting LA. I immediately got trash thrown in my face. By whom? A random person. Uh, someone who they were a fan <laughs> <laughs> i wish my fans would throw things at me money money but um i'll take trash mm-hmm. you know no it was just like a random person everyone was like big like people were like oh yeah la is like pretty intense and i was like i don't think it's intense i honestly feel like any city it's just like random you're just yeah. in a place at a time yeah and then um that happened and i was like oh i was at that place at that time that's like so exactly so how it worked out welcome to la yeah. yeah yeah um this is a i got i'm just getting sidetracked that's the second time this year someone's thrown trash at my face like a random person what kind of trash um usually rappers this time was a used napkin 
So, was it like they were done eating and you just happened to be walking by? No, there was like very like eye contact, deliberate. Oh no. Um, Anyway, I'm visiting LA, but I'm from Minneapolis, and I have uh, my main book right now that's out is a quick and easy guide to the them pronouns by Limerence Press, and then my second book is a collection of comics that I've drawn for five years uh, for a website called Auto Straddle, and that's being collected by Boom. And that'll be out this fall. It's called Grease Bats. Okay, you've been doing Grease Bats for a long time. Yes. How old are you right now? I am 33. Okay, and so when you started, you were in your mid to late 20s. Yes. How have they changed? Because I feel like being in your 20s versus being in your 30s, like, you change in different ways. So I want to know. I know that they're fictional, but probably loosely autobiographical in some ways. So how have they changed? Yeah. Um, so I think they've changed a little bit where I've wanted to expand the character so I can expand because it started with just like two characters because I didn't think I could have more characters as like a monthly comic that came out once a month, um, five years ago when I started it. And now I know like that's not true, but I wanted, it ex- they expanded in terms of like characters so I could have different opinions, different personalities and different perspectives that were initially lacking. Um, so that's kind of changed as you grow I think you really appreciate other perspectives Ah, you know a little bit maybe more than when you're like a 20 something yes (laughs) um so they've grown that way and um I think maybe some of their stupid antics are a little bit different but maybe not yeah I feel like a lot um there's a lot more about like going out to a party and it being disappointing Maybe more than, like, when I first started to draw the comic. Like, they used to go and have their own kind of fun at any party. Yeah. They were just psyched to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And now they'll go to, like, an after party, and it's, like, people processing their feelings, and they're like, this isn't bathroom cocaine. Like, <laughs> they're like, oh. No. Like, but it's so much deeper than Yes. That. Yeah. <laughs> I think I had to explain to someone what lesbian processing was. And I dare say, mm. you no one has to be a lesbian to do lesbian processing. Oh, I just, yes. I think I just associate that word with it because it seems like it came from lesbian culture. Like, let's mm-hmm. workshop those feelings. Yeah. And yeah. then anybody can process. Yeah. Um, I 100% agree. I don't have anything to add. Do you have rules for processing? Oh my I try God. not. I try not to do it after 10 p.m. <laughs> I sometimes break that rule to my own. I don't know if I have rules that I don't that I follow. My my ideal would be like don't don't process when drunk, but that is like the mm. main time I process. Oh no no, and no. it's bad. <laughs> it's always stupid. <laughs> after 10 p.m. or when you're drunk is when you really want to process, and it's when it just goes the worst. It goes the wrong way every time. Yeah, I gotta like put the brakes on that um (laughs) that and I think I have gotten a lot better I don't know if this is like a rule or not but I've gotten a lot better at like halting processing (sighs) especially Mm. with like pals or perhaps like intense conversations where I'm like oh we are going in circles or like I don't know if I want to have this conversation anymore and then how do you bow out I'm just making sure it's oh yeah um how do I bow out um, usually I'm like, let's table this or mm. look at the, t- I don't know, <laughs> like somehow changing the topic and like kind of being like, I think we need to come back to it at a later date. Do you end up coming back to it? No, I'm an avoider. Oh, I think I'm a, a processor and an avoider at the same time. I feel like there were different points in my twenties where I'd be processing with somebody and at a certain point I'd be like, 
I feel like I'm just wasting my life. Like at the end of yes. on my deathbed, I'm going to want this time back. Yeah. There's times where I'm like, oh, this was enlightening. Now we're on the same page. Yeah. We've apologized to each other or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's other times when you're like, we're just, our personalities are not compatible and we're trying to hammer that out right now. And it's just not going to. Right. It's not going to Or like happen. it's too soon. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, I'm going to feel differently in a day. Yeah. And you might feel differently yeah. in a day. So let's give our time, like ourselves some space and time so I could chill out a little bit. I'm going to say processing is a dish best served lukewarm or even cold. Yeah. yeah. That's what I think. But um, that's interesting about the grease bats uh, having a different experience at parties. The characters. Yeah. The characters around. I, it is harder to get me out of the house. Yeah. The, the older I get. Yeah. So I find it. Today's episode is brought to you by Megan, Loam, and Ella, Elizabeth Storms, Shoshana Ruth Wechter, Michelle Lemoyne, Mary Pinson, Jill Soloway, and Christy Herrod. If you would like to support Sagittarian Matters, including producer Chris Sutton, please send $5, $10, $5 million, that's your business, via PayPal to hornetleg at gmail.com. That's hornet like the insect, leg like its appendage at gmail. Thank you for your support, and we look forward to saying your name on the podcast. Producer Ponyo looks forward to it, too. Don't be scared. That's just Ponyo's voice. So, the guy today, them pronouns, I have the original zine version. Oh, yeah. And it has blown up as a book. Mm-hmm. You've sold many thousands of copies. Yes. Yeah. Um, what was the impetus? Why were you like... It's, it's got to be me. It's got to be now. I just have to do this. Great question. It wasn't me. I had no, I, it was not my intention. I was never going to like push it further. I was just going to keep doing it as a $3 zine until I died um, or until it stopped selling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the z- copy of the zine uh, ended up on my editor's desk at some point and they reached out to me and was like, hey, this is awesome. I think we could expand it into a book. Mm-hmm. Do you have any interest? And I was like, yeah. Like, if you can just imagine me, like, shoving everything off my desk and being like, yes, I can do that. Um, So I brought Tristan, who was my co-author then, back in, um, and we expanded it to to a book, and we kept a zine. I tried to keep, you know, a zine price. I don't know what zines cost nowadays. Sometimes they're very expensive. Sometimes they're very expensive, yeah. I value, I appreciate that your zines are still the zine price. Yeah. And they're not art book price. They've upped. They're like six bucks now. So, so <laughs> that the first time I saw a five dollars zine, my hair curled. I was like, "Oh!" I clutched right. my pearls. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, but let's let's get like real basic for a second because I have listeners of all stripes. Okay. Let's talk about grammar versus personhood because I feel sure. like I have gotten into conversations with well-meaning cis people that are like, "Grammar." Yeah. They're they're holding on yeah. to grammar so hard yes. to the detriment. Of human beings who are saying, just respect me in this way. Yeah. Yes. I, I think it's really hard to let go, but there's so many things with grammar that you just take for granted. The word blog didn't exist, you know? I mean, these people who were like, blah, 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 grammar, when they were babies, probably the word blog wasn't a thing. And then yeah. it became a thing. Um, I think in our book, we have uh, an example of like, forsooth used to be something that everyone would use and then it just kind of like faded out and I think they them pronouns is something that is has been around 
to some extent for a long, long time. Um, but it is coming into everyday use by everyday people. And I think it's better to be on the train that is with it than the train that is against it. Uh, because you and your arguments are going to look foolish soon. You know, like you already kind of look a little foolish, but that is like, it's also kind of like, why are you holding on to it? Like so hard. You already use gender neutral pronouns when you're referring to like a doctor Mm-hmm. whose gender you don't know, you know, yeah. like you're already like, oh, what did they say? You mm-hmm. know, um, it's already a part of everyone's language. It's just kind of like one extra step for them to like take and to let go of. Yeah. And then do you have advice for listeners who perhaps go by they, them pronouns mm-hmm. and either are coming out to their family members yes. and or have already come out but continue to get misgendered? Yeah, for sure. I think coming out to family is hard. I think coming out at work is hard. And both of those instances, I think you often have a little period of getting misgendered by, like, the folks that you care about that you spend a lot of time with. Um, I think the most important part is to find a community of folks who do respect you and do know you, whether that be in person, ideally, but a lot, depending on where you are and where you are in life. Sometimes that's even, like, an online queer community who um, who are going to use the right name and the right pronouns and make sure that you separate yourself enough uh, every once in a while to have that time with folks who are going to use the right language with you. Mm-hmm. It's always nice if you're at work or if you are close to a particular person in your family, if you can find one person to be like your ally and to stand up for you and be vocal for you, that's a conversation you don't have to have. Mm -hmm. So if you can be like, Hey, if you hear someone misgendering, if you hear mom and dad, would you just continue to correct them over and over and over again? Um, so I don't have to, or like when I'm not in the room and that's nice in the office setting too. So, um, that's some of my advice I would say I feel like that's an important thing for cisgendered people to realize and understand is that you're you're probably privy to conversations Mm -hmm. where people are getting things wrong Mm -hmm. when they're talking about somebody's past or when they're talking about somebody's pronouns yeah and so that's really up to you that's like a way you can show I think you know a strong allegiance to your friend or to people in general by saying oh it's actually this yeah and then it's not making that person have an uncomfortable conversation for a quadrillion times. Yeah. More than they already probably are. Yeah. Um, one of the things that's in the book is, like, if you are pals or coworkers with someone who is trans or non-binary, the important thing is to have a conversation with them if you feel comfortable and being like, hey, if I hear someone misgender you, how would you like me to proceed? Mm-hmm. And that way, if someone wants to, like, advocate for themselves... They can do that. If they're like, oh, my God, take care of it for me, they can, like, come to the rescue, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice. Yes. I love that (laughs) advice. People can get that book anywhere. Yeah, it's basically all over. It is all over the place. It's wild. So they can just give it a Google. What's your your website? Uh, ArchieBongiovanni.com. But um, you can buy that book through Pals. And they can continue to be uh, my number one seller, bookseller. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. Pals is great. And 
Portland local. Yes. Okay, before we go, because we have to do a reading. Oh, yeah. We talk about, about sex. Yeah, you're, okay. You're yeah. a sex educator. Yes. You're a sex educator. <laughs> I tried. I tried. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. You're in sex education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you work for the Smitten Kitten. Yes. Uh, Smitten Kitten's local to Minneapolis. They uh, ship worldwide, though. Uh, and it's an education-based sex shop. It's queer, feminist-owned. It's pretty rad. And you had a podcast. Yes, I did have you a have, podcast. Yes. Um, we tried to revive it, and it did not work. We met, like, once and just got wine drunk. And then we're like, well, this is dead. Um, but my podcast was called The Fist You Podcast, where we basically just reviewed sex toys. Wow. What could, were you able to be because you work at a sex shop? Were you able to be honest about sex toys that you thought were garbage? Absolutely, really. And there were some garbage ones. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, as long as because at the beginning we were just like these opinions don't represent anyone else's except our own. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to be like super, super real. What is the most like overblown sex toy, or like what is a thing that people were that you were like, why is this? This doesn't need to exist, or this oh actually God. isn't that good. There's so many. There's a couple different sex stories. I'm going to talk about them. What are your pet peeves? There's a couple different sex stories who, like, function, I, like, like, but they don't really work. There's one that I think is called Uprise with a Z, mm-hmm. just to call it out by name. Go ahead. And it is a dildo that has a suction cup. And the testicles are, like, real stiff because that's where all the motor is. The motors are. But it it starts, like, kind of, like, curled down and flaccid. And then it just, like, curls all the way up. Mm -hmm. Right? But, like... What is the point of it curling down and up? It doesn't, it's too, too much of a curve in and a curve all the way up for it to like feel good or massage your prostate, yeah. massage your G spot. It's just like folding in on itself and folding up on itself. Oh and I'm God. like, your it- arm is doing stuff like how you would, <laughs> how one would pantomime a giraffe if they were working in the Lion yes, King. Like, a, like, an, like an elephant, <laughs> yeah, you know, like an kids. elephant horn. And it's just like, that is like not going to work for a person's body. It's like a decorative art piece. And why is it, don't call it a sex toy. Something that I find to be a bit like a mortar and pestle is a glass dildo. Mm, Okay. Which I work, you know, I, for vaginal. Okay. Anal, perhaps better. Sure. For vaginal, it felt like a mortar and pestle for the cervix. Like it was like, like a real unyielding yeah. like a hardcore oh, <laughs> thing where i worked at a place it was like a trillion years ago and i shoplifted these from the place because they're oh, very expensive because wow. they're also like an object to art yes they're beautiful and yeah. you know like with like a helix inside yeah. you just just put it on your mantelpiece but then actually in use i was like you know it was like a fun thing and then at a certain point i was like oh i would ow. never use a glass dildo in like a thrusting motion. That's what was yeah. happening. And I yeah. was like, Ooh, it's like a rocking up and down. It's <laughs> yeah. not like in out and yeah. So I can see that. Yeah. yeah. That was my, that was my, okay. What else do you think is like <sighs> the worst sex toy? That, there's a toy that I have nicknamed. I don't know what it's actually called. Turbo dick. Mm-hmm. And it's a dick that just has a suction and it spins really hard and really fast. And there's like a remote on it and the remote has like a little lightning bolt. So it has its normal speed and then it has like turbo <laughs> speed. <laughs> uh, that one ripped a hole in my wall. Oh my like god, it, really? Like off my ceiling. Or not my ceiling. My my, ceiling. Not my ceiling. <laughs> You're so athletic. Oh my god. No, off my wall. Off my, like the drywall, like it came off <gasps> from Turbo Dick. One of the ones I hate, Satisfier is like a pretty awesome brand and they make a bunch of stuff. Um, and they had this one that they, 
I think they may have taken it off the market, but it's a satisfier toy, which means it's an air pressure toy for direct clitoral like stimulation that stimulates like a suction that goes on the clitoris, which is fine. And then it has like an internal wing. So it's kind of mimicking the toys that are meant to stimulate the clitoris, but also fit inside the vagina to be felt during penetration, like that vibration. Mm -hmm. But there was something up with the way it was shaped, where it was just like this hard triangle shape that didn't curve like a body would curve it just kind of brought it at a weird angle oh my god and it was like not comfortable that was my least favorite one of my least favorite toys that i feel like would be really uncomfortable yeah i've tried a lot of toys so i feel like if a toy stands out as bad yeah i it's like bad I do. I have a lot of lukewarm toys. Lukewarm, where you're like, yeah. I take it or leave it. Sure. Yeah. You're like, if I was paying several hundred dollars for this, ah. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Right. What would you tell people to pay, to throw down for? Mm. What would you be like, this is your investment piece. Mm-hmm. This is worth it. Yes. You're going to love this. Yeah. I do think, um, for folks, um, who like clitoral stimulation, either the Satisfier Pro 2 or the Womanizer, if you got the money, but you got both price points. Those are super fun toys because you can mm-hmm. also use them underwater. Feels totally <gasps> rad. Very different. Little Mermaid. Um, and I think those are those are some of my like favorite favorite toys. Otherwise, there's a wand out there, a baby wand. I call it baby wand. Yeah, but I, it's actually called the like Noji wand, N J O E, and it's a small curved baby wand essentially with five speeds, and it has. Like, it's really rumbly, and it has a nice high intensity as well as a low intensity, oh. and it's 50 bucks. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, and they sell it at Smitten Kitten, so it's, like, a nice toy if you're wanting to travel with it or you don't want to spend 100 bucks and you want something small mm-hmm. that kind of fits between bodies. Mm-hmm. That's one of my go-tos. I want to say Blast from the Past, the magic wand plugging into the wall version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have almost electrocuted myself. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, Actually, burned a hole in myself. Yes, I have. <laughs> By just whipping that tailor, whipping that cord around like a tail, having some exposed wire, yes. putting the vibrator cozy over the exposed wire, hearing a pop and smelling burning, yeah. and oh, then yeah. being like, oh, it burned a hole in the cozy, and that could have been so, me. I could have died yeah. that way. Live by the sword, die by the sword. Yes. The other thing is I brought one <laughs> to Europe. I had been warned not to, but I brought one to Europe for a little trip mm-hmm. and you plug it into the, I can't remember if this happened. One of my friends plugged hers into the wall and it like shorted out the yes. whole room and a black line went up the wall. Oh. When I did it, it shorted out the whole room and we just had to call the front desk and pretend that it was a hairdryer. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Oh, Smart. hi, we're Americans. Oh, wow. oh, we're so stupid. We were using the hairdryer. That's such a quick lie. I think I would have told the truth. I don't think it would have occurred to me to be like, I would have been like, what am I going to say? And then be like, it was a vibrator. Like, yeah. I think it, it was a very high powered vibrator. I'm an addict. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know what to do. Oh, I have heard that that's kind of how those magic wands kind of die. After years of love, they just kind of burst into a small flame. They or, try to yeah. bring you with them. Yeah. <laughs> they try to bring yeah. you into hell with them. Yeah. If you have an advice question for Sagittarian Matters, call or text our advice hotline, 971-361-9998. Leave a message. We might answer your question on the air, and we promise not to answer the phone. That is a Sagittarian promise that you can take all the way to the bank. What is your best sex advice, do you think? 
that you would give Ooh. to queer people? Mm, okay. Um, be communicative. Mm. That's my number one. Like, if you are like, you can do anything you want, that gives nobody anything, like, any sort of information. Or, like, I think the more precise you can be with, like, your directions mm-hmm. um, and your intentions and your expectations and your wants and needs and desires, the more fun it will be for everyone. Mm-hmm. I think that's good advice. Yeah. You should also write... I'm not done. You Go should ahead. also write yourself a sexual mantra. Like what? Like, um, kind of thinking about... I got this from a book called okay. um, What I Really, Really Want. That book is awesome. But in it, it has your... It had one of the exercises, like, write a sexual mantra. And it's like, what do I deserve in my sex life? What do my partners deserve in their sex life does that align and like kind of like breaks it down um and what do I want for partners current or in future and like I don't know I think it's a real sweet solo activity for people to do I like that yeah yeah I mean I always tell people to write a mission statement for their work or their life what's your sexual mission statement yeah 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 all right now what is your advice for cartoonists young cartoonists (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay um I think uh, my biggest advice is complete the project. Mm. That's like the hardest thing to do. And I think so many people have like dreams and goals and skills. And the hardest thing is to like put that last staple in or like draw that last panel, Mm -hmm. scan it and share it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think... I think that that is so important. And even in the smallest bites, like I made a deal with myself at some point where I was like, I will always finish a drawing. So if I start a drawing and I'm like, this looks like crap, this drawing sucks. I'm just like, you need to finish this drawing because something redemptive will happen along the way. Mm -hmm. Something. And at the end of the day, even if it's just that it's a finished, it's a drawing of a dog, even if it doesn't look like a dog Mm -hmm. on earth, like it's a drawing of a dog instead of just like some squiggles that you're not going to remember what they were supposed to be. Yeah. So that's my deal to myself. That's like the smallest bite of that. Okay. So the grease bats collections Mm -hmm. coming out. Yeah. People can buy the guide to they, them pronouns. Yes. What else? Is there anything else they can buy that you want them to buy or uh, how to support you? Yeah. So, uh, you can buy the they, them pronouns anywhere. You can pre-order grease bats now. That'll Mm -hmm. help me a lot. You should all do that. Um, otherwise through, I, uh, a couple different websites that you can just kind of find or my website you can link I have my zines online and then along with my uh zine like game sweatgasm oh yeah yeah which is a sexy queer truth or dare so that's available too oh my gosh yeah. wonderful Archie thank you yeah, for being on the podcast what's for having me what's your sign I'm a Taurus a Taurus yeah. wonderful yeah I love it we I get so few Taurins here oh, really? in the in the mobile studio uh, loving a Taurus. Happy happy to have you here as a Taurus. Thank you. You're welcome. Sagittarian Matters is produced by Chris Sutton with assistance by Ponyo Georges. Our theme music is composed by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs of the band Bouquet. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next time.